0: Live from Cerebral Sound Studios, it's Stay Busy Podcast with your boy Armand Sadler. is Stay Busy. I am Armand Sadler. Some people know me as the best valet parker in the world. Some people know me as a playlist curator, music journalist, tweeter. Y'all can just call me the host of this podcast. I'm here with some very, very special people. Um, I got my boy here. Uh, He needs no introduction, but (laughs) I'm going to let him do so. So, do your thing, bro.
1: What's up, y'all? How you doing? My name is Nick Early. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to be this man's brother uh in many different regards and many different respects. So I'm so glad to be here. Yes, sir. Executive producing Stay Busy with Armand Sadler. So I'm excited to be here. I'm happy that this is this has been a long time coming, long man. Long time coming,
0: man. So. yeah, years in the making. But uh yeah. we got the ball rolling a couple months ago and the battery's in, so let's let's stay charged up. Let's get it rather I got, got some shout outs to get out the way before we get into the get into the good stuff. Uh first anyone who is tuning in, whatever platform you're using, at whatever time you're listening, whether you got headphones in or you on a Bluetooth speaker or uh-huh. you listening straight from your phone like a savage. We appreciate you <laughs> tuning in. To us. I want to shout out Anchor, our distribution platform. If you don't know, Anchor will distribute your podcast for free Mm -hmm. to all of the platforms you would like to use. You can literally record from your phone without a microphone, without professional equipment. So if you're trying to get your podding in and, you know, you ain't got the bands to rent out a studio, just download Anchor. They got you. Get your pods up. That theme song you heard? Fire, right? Aha! Fire. That That is work by none other than my guy, Nick Early. And the boy, yeah, get your, claps in. Get your claps in. You can you know do platform exactly. Every
1: day yeah. You <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, Nick and uh, my boy Stats, Stats Harlem, uh, both on the beat. So, shout out to them for that. Um, I heard that and I was like, yeah, we, we need that immediately. So, <laughs>
1: yes, sir, gotta
0: shout out my boy CO Visuals, Chris Omar. put out the promo video today on uh, the Stay Busy Pod Instagram. Shout out to him for his, his amazing camera work and uh, just his, the energy brought to the team. Shout out my girl, Alexis Salki. Uh, she's A for Alexis on Instagram and Twitter. She was responsible for the direction of, of the promo video. Got to shout out my boy, Kevin Joseph, a.k.a. Frank Sinatra. He did our graphics. And, of course, one more time, got a shout out Cerebral Sound Studio and Elizabeth for hosting us. Really appreciate y'all um stay busy man um this this is something that is very very special to me uh if you know me you know how passionate i am about music you know how um you know the 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 work and the time i put in as a creative and you know if you're a creative you understand that we can be in places of self-doubt sometimes Mm -hmm. and we have these ideas we have these things that we think we want to get moving and different things hold us back but um man we're here we're here but god but god but god (laughs) So stay busy uh, it 's really just responsibility in discussing music and discussing the music business, discussing the music culture, um, really looking at the entire picture of everything, looking at the art, looking at how money plays plays a part, uh, looking at uh, artist' humanity, looking at so many different aspects, and you know the goal is to learn, to teach. To speak, to be challenged, to challenge things that exist, and then to also bring in some cool people within the industry who work in you know various different uh, disciplines to uh, share their insight. So that's, that's something that I'm really, really looking forward to. You can expect to hear us every Monday, 9 a.m., all platforms. Uh, we got some merchandise going. T-shirts, women's T-shirts are coming soon. Get involved. Get involved. Get active. Participate. Yeah, you must. You must. Um, the first batch will be shipped out. Uh, this week or next week, so for those who've been waiting patiently, appreciate y'all uh social media you can follow us at stay busy Pod on Twitter and Instagram. no underscores, no spaces, just stay busy pod if you don't know how to spell it you know let let me know i'll I'll help you out. <laughs> But I think that's all I got. How about that's you? Cool, Nick? cool, shoot,
1: man, that's that's really all I got. But I wanted to know, ask you, what's in your coffee today, my guy?
0: Today, you know, today was a uh, was was a pretty pretty interesting day. I woke up a little tired, so I definitely needed that black coffee. But I, th- I threw a little sugar in there, you know. Usually, I like to have a little half and half. How about how about you? So I'm sipping this matcha latte. Okay, uh-huh. oh, you different matcha. He's <laughs> Listen, different.
1: Research Uh Nick. It. You don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. So. I want to get straight into this half and half. This is half and half is going to be our music business news segment of the top of the show. So we're going to start it off with a little bit of business. So what's in your coffee? My In my coffee is this article from the Rolling Stone uh, by Uh, Elias late talking about a new tool from Spotify walks the line between advertising and pay for play. Mm. So basically talking about Spotify's new program at the end of October, Spotify introduced a new option for labels that allows them to pay to drive incremental sales and streams Mm. for their artists. Uh, this is really interesting because marquee basically labels can now purchase a pop-up and add prompting users to listen to something example for like save, uh, Taylor Swift's Lover, uh, for example, on the release day uh, is what they're saying here. According to confidential documents obtained by Rolling Stone, every time a Spotify user clicks on one of those advertisements, the label forks over 55 cents. The uh, the labels hope some curious clickers will then hit play on advertised music, helping artists bolster their stream counts. Mm. So this can be... How do I say problematic in a lot of different ways? Uh, But it could be good. I mean, obviously, it's great for artists who are a part of big labels. Sure. Every artist needs promo. Every artist needs to drive an audience, drive attention, drive clicks towards their music. Mm -hmm. However, what they said here, and they uh, forgot to mention for all artists coming into it, is that the ability for access to pay online, whether it's on radio or in the record store or now on Spotify, typically leads to the fear that an unequal system will become even more imbalanced because the floor for entry on this uh, is $5,000. So that's the floor, the minimum amount that you have to pay that's to utilize the marquee service. So we already can see what that creates as an imbalance. I know as an independent artist, I ain't got 5,000 to just throw towards no marquee. right? <laughs> just so somebody potentially could hear my song. You know what I'm saying? So um, we see what this could do. This is obviously beneficial for a lot of artists, but it, kind of widens the gap. Continue, something like that continue, could continue to widen the gap for um, people who are not on independent artists. What do you think about it?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think um, there's just this general feeling towards labels. A lot of artists kind of look at them as these... Uh, these hubs where they go and their creativity is hindered um, so they're like oh no I want to stay on the independent route but then you see being at a label that has the financial flexibility to be able to pay Spotify for a pop up ad obviously that really really benefits you so in a way it can be disheartening for independent artists, but yeah. it also gives you something to strive towards um, not, not all labels are bad Um, I think that's a a general misconception these days and there are some labels who are doing the right thing, who are not only, you know, putting the money into the business of their artists, but they're really developing their art and helping them to do so. So I would say with something like this, you know, it's just best to really uh, do your research. Um, really know, uh, if, if you are pursuing a label with something like this in mind, you know, know what type of label you're getting into, uh, one that would really appreciate your art, have, allow you to have that creative freedom. And then you can also benefit in, in in a way like this. Um, because you know, these days, like, you know, you want to get them streams up, putting on it, putting your song on Instagram or Twitter, you know, isn't, isn't enough. You know, you've got to find, find different ways to, to make things happen. So something like this is pretty, pretty major.
1: Yeah. All right. So who's
0: the employee of the week, Armand? Man, the employee of the week this week. This guy is really, really special. I uh, came in contact with him through Twitter. I want to shout out my guy, Brandon J. Payano. Yeah. Big props. Brandon. Big props. What's up? Brandon J. Payano is an A and R and curator at Color Studios. If you're not familiar with Color Studios, go on YouTube. Type in Gunna Colors. Performance or black colors, performance or common or Ari Lennox, and I guarantee you're going to go down a rabbit hole. It's yeah. those those videos with the monochromatic backgrounds where people might be performing a cappella or they might have a beat behind them, but you know they're 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 doing the whole thing live. And you know, I remember Gunna's performance really blew up because people didn't know his natural voice was really like that. Right. So <laughs> it ended up being really, really dope. Right. Um, so shout out to Colors for for what they do. They they have a really, really strong presence in the game, um, especially overseas. Yeah. Um, the UK be they, popping for Colors. They show oh, a lot of love yeah. to UK artists. Um. So yeah, man. And uh, Brandon J Piano also runs Elect. It's a it's a brand catered towards independent artists. They they curate their own playlists. Mm-hmm. And Brandon also manages Hush Forte and Boy Meets Euphoria. So the man is uh, he's making his rounds in, in the industry. Very very cool guy. And um, yeah, shout out to him, the employee of the week, Brandon J. Piano. That's the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> I promise we didn't mean that. We edit that out.
1: Yeah. All right. So moving on to the slide deck. Slide deck. Dang, these lives keep going for a long time. The best song wasn't the single. But you weren't either. The best song wasn't the single. Moving on to the slide deck, Mm y'all. This is our segment where we're going to talk about the deep cuts. Deep cuts off an album. Songs that you may have overlooked when you first looked at the album. Or you was too busy looking at the single. But like Frank said, the best song. Wasn't a single, all right?
0: And you might not be either.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, what you add into the slide deck this week, Armand?
0: This week, I've got Saint John. Who do you blame? Produced by Fallen. I ain't gonna overtalk it. I'm gonna just let y'all hear hear the heat. for what fuck that you leveling up missing you was a plus leave that nigga in the dust. take him back here for what Lamborghini from a bus all that we needed was trust I said enough is enough don't got no business with you champagne for the X's or grain for the Lexus last fat the Texas you star I direct it. my heart I protect it Cobain, They say switched up, switched up the perspective. Bro, who do you blame? The no who do you blame One more time. Ooh. Yeah, that's some heat, right? Ooh. That's some heat. <laughs> yeah, that's some heat. One more time, that was Who Do You Blame by St. John, produced by Fallen off of his latest Dang. album, Ghetto Lenny's Love Songs. Dang. I don't know. That was spooky. <laughs> nah,
1: it wasn't spooky. <laughs> I'm just over here playing with these sounds. I'm just trying to He's do stuff. He's having
0: fun. He's <laughs> having a good time. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's a banger. That's I remember. a slide. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I love that. I think for me, the, the biggest thing with that song is the writing. I th- He's a really, really strong writer. Yeah. Minus and You was a plus. You know, there's a lot of accountability there. He's talking about a relationship with a woman that's uh-huh. really, really complex, but how he's going to man up every time. He'll mm-hmm. take the blame. Like, yeah, things yeah. go wrong. You know, you feeling jaded. Like... Yeah, just put it all on me. I'll Facts. take it. You know, you, you don't gotta be hurt. You don't gotta try to figure out what's wrong. It's it's on me. And then right. I mean, you listen to that beat. You listen to the way his vocals, just the, the range of He's vocals, levitated. The on way that he giant. plays with melodies. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a banger. So that's that, that's my deep cut. What you adding to the slide deck this week?
1: Uh, my this is my
0: slide for this week is going to
1: be "Lucky Day." Try your fire, produced by D Mile. Baby, you're hard, you're hard, you're hard, hard, hard. hard to get to. I gotta hit this! Wow, lucky day, lucky something, man. lucky day, man. He, he's he's wow, yeah, <laughs> that was hot, man. That's uh, I really like that one because, I, like I said when we when he, uh, when we were talking about it a while back. That joint, when it starts with that, that synth, that arpeggiating synth. What a word. <laughs> arpeggiating. <laughs> what a word. Man, get
0: your terms up. That's, yeah. that's a
1: musical theory. Right? We might have a
0: word of the day uh, every Monday for y'all from Nick. Nick be having, he be pulling some stuff out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah, for that one, um, when you hear that synth and it just kind of sets the tone and it comes in, boom. Baby, you're hot. Fox, like you're hot. A fox. That's really. That's so playful. You know, just it's a really exciting song. And when he hits, kind of, I like songs that write to a punchline. Don't make me try your fire, and then kind of goes into the second sort of vamp with the ladies singing and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, D. Mile has really, really created lucky sound and created a sound that I think is very fresh and very new. It's very, very musical. Very sure. musical. The man, the man plays all types of instruments. He's been on all other a uh, bunch of other songs that. Don't know, but D mile is one of your favorite producers. Favorite producers. So. <laughs> shout out and to sh- D mile and, yeah. and shout Lucky out to Day. Lucky for four Grammy noms. So um very, very well deserved. How can I forget the Grammy noms? Yeah. Jeez, the hey, man is it's okay. You
0: got a lot of him on. Your mind. He's 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 out here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So
0: Nick, you ready for the board meeting today, man? Uh You know I am. All right. Well, let's get into it. Today we want to talk uh, about the mortality of artists and the immortality of their music. Obviously, uh, we recently lost Juice World. Rest in Peace to him. Um, just back back at the end of March, uh, we lost Nipsey Hussle. Last yeah. year, we lost Mac Miller and Triple X Tentacion. And we can yeah. kind of rattle off names um, like on and on, just this decade, or we go to the 2000s. like So, right. many, so many legends that we've lost in music, whether it's been uh, as a result of drugs, or as a result of violence, or just anything. Um, and, you know, I just felt like it was really important for us to come together and really talk about our experiences considering artists uh, mortality yeah. and, you know, our how, kind of how we approach their music uh, posthumously if yeah. if we engage with it at all. So I know for me, um, hearing about Juice World, I'll admit I was in church when I found out about it, pulled my phone out. I saw the news, and I was like, wow.
1: You texting in church?
0: What's wrong with you, (laughs) I I use my phone (laughs) in church sometimes. I do. I do. Um, You know, we're we're not perfect. God knows my heart, though. (laughs) He does. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, but I saw it, and, you know, I immediately think of two of my boys uh, who I've connected uh, connected with over Juice World's music because, you know, music is a shared experience. You know, we uh, artists share their lives with us, and then Mm -hmm. we share it with each other, and we kind of uh, consume it however we decide to. Course. and you know for me with music like the music juice world makes which uh, did you know discuss drugs a lot um obviously some people can look at it like oh he's promoting it you know other people look at it like oh he's just doing what's what's popular and you know i feel like not a lot of people consider the fact that you know he might be speaking about these things he's doing his vices because he's going through things and these are the only Music and drugs are the only ways that he feels he can cope yeah um you know is is that is that his fault is is it wrong um yeah. you know that's that's up for you to decide I don't really know if we're if we have the right to to judge how people cope i mean obviously some things are a bit worse than others. forget um, that a lot, yeah,
1: I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, I, fine. I think a lot of people don't realize like to your point of artists coping. Uh, music for artists, like I'm an artist, music is a release for us, and I mm-hmm. think that people don't really understand that. Like, that's when you hear some artists that are dark, and the music is dark, is because they're in a dark place most times. Yeah. Is that it literally is a re- direct reflection of where you are most of the time in that given moment, mm-hmm. and for people to talk about drugs, and you know, obviously, some people comes off as more authentic than others, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, people like Juice World, it, you know, when he's the way he talks about drugs and everything like that, it seems as if that's his reality. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's, it, yeah, it's people don't realize that side of the coin is that it is a release and it's it's a direct reflection of a reality. Like mm-hmm. for example, when uh, MWA was hot when they first came out on the scene, people were just so astonished by it, but they were literally just speaking on their reality. Mm-hmm. That was
0: their reality. So mm-hmm. yeah, good continue your point yeah and it's i guess it's it's interesting the way people kind of perceive things like me just the work i do as a journalist being close with artists like yourself and other artists i know you know i'm i look at how you know you guys your music is really an extension of 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 your humanity as you said it's a release right and so um, you know, like when when there's an artist who makes druggy music and they stop making druggy music and people feel like their their music is falling off and people are like, oh, I want that druggy stuff back. It's like, well, do you really know everything that comes with that druggy stuff that person was making? Right. You know, do you know about the hard nights they had alone? You know, staying up till five a.m. Just, uh, just you yeah. know, dealing with insomnia just because they feel like they have nowhere else to turn. Like yeah. you know, so it's like, yeah, we. We we enjoy it. We we can enjoy it from a distance, but we're not in their lives experiencing what they're experiencing. So it's kind of I don't know. I just feel like in situations like like these, when it comes to you know the drug laced music, I feel like there has to be a level of responsibility in Mm -hmm. that. You know, so I I was really um, impressed. um, I don't know if impressed is the right word, but there are a couple artists who uh, Trippy Red, for example, he said, you know, we're done with all the hard stuff. We're just going to smoke weed, and I thought that was you know that was like. Very admirable because Trippy's is also one of those, you know, emo rap, yeah, um, druggy type guys. And you know, for him to to recognize, all right, like there's there's some stuff going on, you know, like, and you know, our our approach needs to change. That was that was really dope uh, dope for me to see. And rappers, even if they don't aspire to be influential or role models, they are. And even if they're not promoting drug culture, like saying like, yo. Sip lean, like by, by discussing it, you kind of indirectly, um, promote it. Mm. So, you know, there's just, I, I think it, it falls on them to an extent, but it also falls on the fans in being able to separate, you know, like just cause this rapper is rapping about lean doesn't mean I, I have to do it just because yeah. they're doing it just cause they seem cool just cause it seems like the cool thing to do. Um, and I know, you know, pe- uh, young, young kids especially yeah. very, um, very easily influenced, exactly. very impressionable.
1: Exactly that point.
0: And yeah. you know, for the sake of fitting in, people will do do whatever. People
1: will do anything to fit in. Yeah, I've like, seen some crazy stuff people do just to fit in. And yeah, I've never been that person. You know, thankfully because I was. Oh, it's just i just been a just a i just go left when right. everyone goes right if if i don't like the way, the way right looks you know <laughs> what i'm saying i've been i've had no shame doing that but it's um and that's not the case for everybody mm. you know and i understand how fortunate i am in that way just to be even kind of wired that way that i'm fortunate right. to be there in that space because it is also tough for, i think to be in a room and just to say no when right. everyone's doing something yeah. i mean um it's it's really tough and so i think artists do have a responsibility mm-hmm. to reflect their reality mm-hmm. but also understand at the same time in reflecting your own reality and your dark your darkness, whatever you're going through, that because you have the power of being on stage and having the platform of being an artist and having people like into the stuff that you're into, that mm-hmm. you do have to caution yourself on what you say and sure. understand that, hey, if you tried syrup or you tried lean or you did pills or whatever you did, there's a kid in Iowa who listens to your music and loves everything that you do. That when pills and lean somehow become available to this person, they go to a party, or whatever, they might try just because they've heard you do it. Right. That's a real thing. That, you know, that's not a reach to say something like that. Like no. those those stories happen. I mean, I, we think about even in on the nice side of of the coin, like you think about like when AI, for example, or B two K. When AI and B two K, those are the people. When I, that's when I started growing out my hair. I'm like, I want, I want cornrows because I saw AI had cornrows. I hooped. I wanted cornrows like AI. I wanted a headband and like that. You know what I'm saying? So people can be influenced in a, a dire, directly in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Amari. I wanted a braids. <laughs> I started dancing, pop locking the mirror because you just want to be like the people that you look up to and that you like and. Yeah. It can be serious. So, um, how do you feel about when people kind of like shame that though at the same time?
0: Shame what exactly?
1: Shame artists for not being aware of their impact on the children. Do you think that that every artist should be doing that or should they just have fun? Because I know you said, you said like, you know, people should be able to differentiate, but at the same time, there's a 13 year old, you know, singing about Molly and Lean, whatever they're singing about. Are they going to be able to differentiate? And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to do drugs. It's kind right. of like the video game argument, like violent video games create violent people. Mm-hmm. not necessarily true. Yeah, um, I would say, and if anything, it makes people more desensitized. What do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely get it. Um, I don't subscribe to that myself. I, I think the accountability falls on both sides. Um, you know, I think our reality is fame isn't all it's cracked up to be. And these people, like Juice WRLD, for example, he had an amazing 2018 and had a really good 2019 seems like he's making a lot of money big hit everything's good mm, like, He could very well be struggling with anxiety having family issues like you know you you don't really you, we only know what we see we see a hit we see social media we see a, a tape of future we're like oh he's good thats part you that part." He don't. yeah so um like I, I I get it people who who shame that but I think you know you kind of just also have to think uh, think about think about the reality that these artists don't aspire to be inspirations they some of them don't That's aspire to be role models they don't aspire to be heroes they get put on that pedestal by making really good music being cool using triller tiktok or whatever they do to kind of you know put themselves out there
1: mm-hmm. but
0: that doesn't mean that they're directly attempting to influence people's actions like they're they could literally just be living their lives using instagram the same way you and i do mm-hmm. so you know i, th- I think the, the onus falls on both sides i think you know the effort needs to come from both sides. You know um, whether that's the way people engage on social media, saying, "Oh, you know, we need we need this this person to be druggy so they could be toxic." You know, I get it. It's 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 funny, but when when, when we're losing people who really matter, you know, it it, it becomes different. And I def- I want to I definitely want to transition the conversation mm-hmm. to uh, Nipsey a bit. You know, just because that right. that was a uh, death by violence. Um and I know that was a very, very personal one uh for you. So definitely want to hear hear your thoughts on on him in particular and you know, how, how you've how you've handled that.
1: Man, I think it's gonna be one of those moments for a lot of people that you will you'll know where you were when you heard the news. Yeah. Um I remember exactly where I was, exactly who I was with when I heard the news. Uh for those who don't know, I'm originally from LA, uh, just east of downtown LA. Um Grew up my you know, my grandparents lived in LA for most of my life. And so I was always in LA. I have uncles who live there, I have cousins, all types of stuff. So I've been in LA, spent a lot of time. I have a connection to it because that's the biggest close city for us. Mm-hmm. Um, Nip's music, I mean, we've been on Nip for I don't know how long. We had heard of him from when I was in middle school, people were listening to Nipsey and and so he's always just been the hometown hero for us in a lot of ways. And uh fortunately for enough for me, I was, you know. One person removed from him, I knew someone uh a family member who worked directly with him I right. uh, did a lot of party promotion, hosted his birthday parties um for a few a few times and for me, it just hit me especially hard because it always seems like when we have someone who has not made it who's made it out but also recognizes that making it out you have to help when you come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone who was doing such big things in his community with Vector 90, which was his co-work space and right. um, just all the, the different initiatives that he's done. He finally bought the the, the plaza on there in mm-hmm. Crenshaw and Slauson. Mm-hmm. I actually had the fortunate opportunity to be there in December of 2018, literally just a few months before his passing. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the first AR stores in, in the world. Um, and that was right there in the hood in Crenshaw and Slauson. Yeah. <laughs> And the fact that the the man was just bringing his vision and having it be centered in the hub of his the hub being centered in his community, yeah. which is the hood, mm-hmm. you know that means the world for people. And people yeah. don't understand how a be- what a beacon of light this man was. Um, yeah, I cried. <laughs> I cried, man, all the way from it's New real. York. I was literally the n- the next day. I. I, I, it was just shocking. We all yeah. felt, and especially me being one person removed from him. Yeah, um, we all felt like we lost someone we knew.
0: Yeah,
1: whatever reason, you know, what I'm saying like, and I saw his his, his start from listening to the music that he was playing, like um, from Mailbox Money and Crenshaw and all that stuff was popping. And you know, Crenshaw as the brand was really popping in LA at the time. People right. were wearing it a lot in high school. And then I moved to New York, and then you know, I saw him doing, you know, victory lap and everything happened with that. And it just it just crushed me. It crushed me in a lot of ways because it seems like why do we always have to go through this this same thing where we have someone who speaks up, speaks out, someone who does right by the community, and all of a sudden they're gone. Right. Taken most of the time. Not gone, just taken from us. Mm-hmm. And it seems as if we started square one and squares, you, you know, back again. So it's like who's gonna take their spot? Yep. But I have a question for you in regards to that. Do you think an artist's immortality, because we're kind of talking about two really different figures, mm-hmm. do you think that an artist's immortality is affected by how they lived their mortality? Do you feel that the way they carry themselves in when they are alive affects how they will be perceived when they're gone?
0: For sure. I mean, if you just look at the fact, Nipsey comes up, Every day, in in some way, I Literally. feel like someone. Literally, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Instagram, whether it's some interview where someone's saying something stupid. Unfortunately, I, I like you know Nipsey is, has come up damn near every day since his his death, and I think we're in this era now where people care for a week, two weeks, and then you kind of move on with life. You you have to, um but Nipsey just he did so much for so many people. He was you know he, he was right on the cusp of, of his greatness. Grammy nomination. Uh, collab table, Meek Mill, um, everything in, in, in LA, like you were talking about. He was, he was, he was moving so many different things, and he had so much more coming. So you know, people, people really learned, and I think a lot of people really learned a lot more about him after his passing. And I think that has really made people cling to his 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 legacy. You know, so I, I think the way he lived, absolutely is is affecting the way that he's discussed and perceived um af- after his passing. Right. Um you know, then you look at someone like uh Triple X Tentacion. Yeah. You know, while he was here, yeah, he, big hits, uh, good music, but you know, he was also, you know, beating up his girl and controversial, you know, yeah. saying crazy things and you know, he was he was one of those polarizing figures that you either loved or you hated. And then, you know, after his death, um, there's people are still talking pretty crazy about him, and it's like you know, yeah, you're being honest, but there's, there's a time and place, you know. Um, Vic Mensa, for example, at at the BET Hip Hop Awards in 2018, uh, where he 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 called him a, a wife beater mm. in in his BET cipher. You know, it's very very poor taste, and he yeah. he didn't under, he didn't know that Triple X's mom would be in in the crowd, but right. regardless, you know, it's like you can make that point without saying so about someone who has recently deceased. Um but I get it. Like I I I don't I don't agree with it. I, I personally wouldn't do it myself, but right. I, I get it, you know. Vic wanted to make a point. He used a uh, a very big figure at the time who who was involved in what he was talking about. Um but I, even still, you know, uh Triple X has two uh po- posthumous uh projects at this point and there are people still checking for him, people who are still yeah. still hype for him. So yeah. I, ultimately People, people's crowds are going to are going to stick around, but I think someone like Nipsey has become larger than life after his passing, just because of you know the conversations had they had his funeral in, in the Staples Center, bro. Yeah. That's 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 major, yeah. you know. So it absolutely to answer your question. Long story short, yes, yes. Your the way you live affects the way that you're remembered after you're gone. Hundred percent. That's deep, man. Yeah.
1: Ah. <sighs> Well, I think that was a really good board meeting, man. For sure. We had a good, good discussion about that. I would love to hear some of y'all to, uh, if you have anything to add to that conversation, you know where to find us at Stay Busy Pod on IG and on Twitter. We'd love to talk about this. We're going to create a tweet about this. We're going to create an Instagram post. We'd love for y'all to engage and talk about um, and see if you, what do you think about the mortality of artists and their immortality of their music. And does the way... Uh, is their immortality affected by the way they lived? All right? So let's get into now the bulletin board. So the bulletin board is going to be our uh, wrapped-up segment where we talk about what's going on in the local greater New York City, New Jersey area, okay? So we want y'all, the purpose of this is for y'all to get out, get into the community, and go go see a show. Yes, sir. Go talk to people. Go, go outside. outside. Be, <laughs> be <laughs> outside. Night, be outside. <laughs> so, uh. Um, yeah but yeah so some some things we want y'all to look out for a good uh friend of mine, a guy I know I had the fortune to to become a fan of and just be uh yeah like I said a fan of is my man devin Tracy, he's gonna be at come on everybody in Brooklyn on december nineteenth december nineteenth check him out uh go to his his instagram and check him out at devin tracy uh kai cash at twenty seven delhi at s o b s they're going to be there on the twentieth of December, and then Black Christmas. Black Christmas, huge, huge party in New York. <laughs>
0: Formal event. It's going yes. to be Liddy. Uh, uh, my guys are calling it. You know, similar to the Rock Nation brunch. Come be bougie, get some food, open uh-huh. bar. Uh, follow them at, at Black Christmas on Instagram. Tickets are, are going. It's apparently a surplus of women. So, fellas, <laughs> listen. Don't don't slack. Don't, don't slack. slack. Don't slack. Last but not least, the Imaginary Pop-Up Party. Shout out to Imaginary Players Podcast. Huge support of, of me. Really, really mess with y'all. They are having their first pop-up December 28th. Also open bar, drink specials, and exclusive merchandise. They're launching their merchandise line. So uh, follow them at IMG Players on on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, tap in. The tickets are going fast. Get you some merch. And be imaginary. Be a player at the same time. All right, y'all. So...
1: That's all that I got for this week, Armand.
0: Yeah, man. It was, this was fun. This was fun. I think this is going to be the start of uh, something special.
1: Yes, sir.
0: Yeah. So but don't tell nobody. Don't tell a soul. So thank you all for tuning in. Once again, episode one of Stay Busy with Armand Sadler, my EP Nick Early. Aha. Uh-huh. Stay safe. Stay humble. Stay busy. Let's get it.